I can't see, and I can't see, I can't see, I can't see. I'm not so good at hide and seek, because I can't see. Welcome, everyone, to I Can't See. This is Mark Ivey. This is my podcast, my first episode of the podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, I have my first guest of the podcast from Austin, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to take both of your hands. If you're driving, take your hands off the wheel. If you're holding two babies, drop those babies and take those two hands and make some noise for Mr. Wyatt Dean. Hello, Mark. What's going on, YY? Not much, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, You are my brother-in-law. I am. My partner in crime. PIC. And, um... Long-time PICs. Yeah. And you've known me since I've been blind. I've known you since you had had a driver's license when I met you. I did. You did? I did. I still do. Oh. You can renew those bad boys online now, and so, uh... (laughs) That's pretty dangerous. Yeah. If, there's a, if I ever need to, uh, you know, dust off the old keys and jump in, <laughs> oh, look how. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, you've known me, um, yeah, since for ten, since I've been blind. I've been telling people I got I went blind after the booster, but you know that is um, shenanigans, yeah. so I can't pull that joke on you. No, you can't. Oh. Um, <laughs> what actually made you blind was meeting Gail. <laughs> Gail, my wife, his sister. Um, yeah, she has that effect on some people. But hey, before we get into anything, uh, every now and again in life, something comes along that changes your life uh, for the better, changes the way you think about things. You know, just you wake up in the morning and things feel different. And that is what happened when I tried that there donut sitting in front of you. Let's try it. It's called a cronut. So get your little nub-nubs on there and... Take a little bite. So what do we got here? It's a cronut. What's that mean? I don't know. Well, it's... First of all, it's glued to the paper. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Got it peeled. Okay. Okay. Well, now there's going to be some cardboard on there, maybe. No, there's not. not, Okay. Here we go. First bite. One bite. Everyone knows the rules, all right? Yep, one bite. Oh, man. Oh, man. What is going on? Is this a lasagna donut? (laughs) What's with these layers? What do you think? It's a croissant. The better parts of a croissant and a donut got together. Yeah. I said, hey, let's corner the market. Yeah, what's going on? You want to be friends? Yeah. Dude. Do you want to change the world together? Where'd this together? come from? I would love to promote the place, but uh, just like every donut shop that's not Dunkin' Donuts, it's called Donut. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, if you see a uh, little hole in the wall called Donut, mm-hmm. you could be walking into a uh, Cronut. Mm. Well, thank you for putting me onto this. I'll be loud. I'll be on the lookout for a Donut. Did I overhype it? No. No, this is phenomenal. Okay. I'd like to try it fresh. So, um, tell tell us what you do, White Dean. Well. Too much food. No. You have to sit back after that bite, don't you? Dude, now I'm tired. Yeah. It's yeah. time for a nap. So good. You have it's to change a your fake pants. donut. You only need one. Oh, yeah. You only need one. I bet you ate three, but you only need one if you're a normal 
person just cruising Earth. That would have been my third, but my heart started fluttering after two. So <laughs> I decided to, uh, to go sit down for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, instant diabetes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, I am originally a drummer turned engineer, audio engineer, turned producer, and I now reside in Austin, and I play drums for a couple fellas, those fellas being Ellis Bullard and Jared Morris, a couple of two different sides of the spectrum there. I have not met the the latter. Jared Morris. I've not met him. He's a super cowboy. He's a horseshoer from Decatur. He, uh, they call him farriers. Furthest thing from a fairy, dude. I'll tell you that much. These are <laughs> cowboys, dude. They're getting their knees kicked in by, like, this dude can. Cowboy fairy. Bro, I'm telling you, the, he'll walk with, like, a little bow leg. Damn. Have you said something wrong, brother? <laughs> no, dude. The horse kicked me the other day. My knee bout went the other direction. I'm just like, Jared, we have work to do out here. Yeah. Get away from those horses so I'm much, kidding. man. Fingers can't hold them straight, dude. He's a cowboy. But he'll tell you he's not because he knows real, real cowboys, you know. There's, yeah. I guess there's levels to this shit. <laughs> Anywho, so he plays um, kind of like eccentric cowboy. We'll beep that. <laughs> yeah. We got uh, it. It's a free country. Speak freely. I don't remember what I said. You're you're talking about Justin. So, but Ellis, I've met Ellis, and, which brings, before. so before we get into that, I was thinking the other day. What bachelor party was better, or did I have more fun at? We had our bachelor parties in this in Austin at a at a Barton Creek, same same condo. Right. You you came on my bachelor party when I married your sister, mm-hmm. and then I came on your bachelor party what a year ago, two years ago, or a little over a year ago. Yeah. Just so a over. I was thinking, which one was better? Great stories from both, and I'm leaning, and I'll tell you why. I'm leaning towards your bachelor party, even though we have some crazy stories from the first that uh, we can talk about not here. Um, yeah. My boss is upstairs, and if she listens to this, I don't want to be fired. Um, but our or your bachelor party, here's why I loved it. It was two bachelor parties in one. It was. I got I got the, a little taste of the band and some friends on that first few nights, and then the rest of the band rolled in, yeah. and we got it kicking again. <laughs> yeah, we did. Exactly. That's when I met Ellis, who is a character. Oh yes, he is a character. Yeah. And and before you got to Austin, so just for folks to know, when you started in in Oklahoma City, I saw one of your first gigs at your mom's house. Your mom's place. Your mom's place. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that still around? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Hold on. We got some, we got Cletus in the studio. He's going to Google that for us. Yep. It is? It's still around. Your mom's place, everyone. Go check it out. I don't know if they serve liquor yet. It was a beer bar at the time. Oh, nope. Didn't make the COVID. Didn't make COVID? Closed 2020. Oh, man. RIP, my first gig. But it, it technically probably is still open because don't the owners lived in the back. Yeah, that's true. So they still <laughs> live there, maybe? They just, just had to declare bankruptcy. Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's three or four. It was a rough spot. Do you remember what you got paid? To say the, nothing. nothing. I got paid the enjoyment of seeing you and my sister. <laughs> yeah, your audience of two. Yeah, yeah. And Grant just being an absolute nut. Yeah. And so then, so then you, you left to Nashville. I did. 
took the boat. Me and my buddy Adam Duran decided to bite the bullet and drop out of college, like any musician does. We learned what we needed to. We thought we felt. I had my certifications for Pro Tools and Ableton and Logic and whatnot. So, and I knew how to run an SSL by that point. A board, you know. Being, so I was just like, hell. There's some big words. What? All that stuff you just said. I don't know what that means. Anyone that in the audio world will, though. Okay. I should maybe I should know since I'm hosting a podcast. Probably not. You're hosting a comedy podcast. Okay. If you were hosting a engineering podcast, I would be concerned. This is a serious podcast. I'm not one for jokes, Wyatt. So mm. we're gonna dig into some stuff. Okay. Well, um, but if there's some laughs that come, me. yeah. I yes, yeah, so I just heard you dropped out of college. You think mm-hmm. you're Steve Jobs, and then mm-hmm. you move to Nashville. So go ahead. So yeah, take a bunch of acid, drop out of college. Thank you, Steve Jobs. Don't become Steve Jobs. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. You know. Things don't work out like you think they will all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Got to Nashville and, I mean, had some roughies. <laughs> How so? I mean, with all the breakdowns, bed bugs in Florida. Are they as bad, trying as, are to, they as, bad as people say? What? I've, ne- I've never had bed bugs. It was very light. Very light. Very light. Yeah, be- only because the person we were with knew how to spot this stuff. Oh. Yeah, because I guess a bed, Florida, bed bug spotter. Yeah, I would say a, a qualified professional, okay. if you will, on the matter. Um, yeah. You have to check the little seams, you know? So were you doing gigs in? Yeah, Florida. Florida? Yes. Okay. And then if that happens, you have to spend your whole day off at the laundromat double washing your clothes. It's a lot of quarters. It's a lot of quarters for a band. But now yeah. we were making decent money. This is after I was like really lifted off actually touring, um, getting around, doing stuff. So we What were, made you catch your first break in Nashville? Luck and uh, like being around people. It had nothing to do with my talent level. Cause, Which is subpar, but yeah, go ahead. Exactly. But there's like a certain level of like you're not going to be in this room unless you're highly dedicated to your craft. So people at some, like, it's not, like, you want to have a good audition for a band that's, like, a bigger name or something. But for people that are just touring regionally or just kind of getting, breaking through and stuff, they just will associate you with, if you're with these people, clearly you practice, like, they won't, they don't hang out with people that don't practice their instrument. So I got it being just hanging out at this place called uh, Post 82, Honky Tonk Tuesdays. It's a scene now. You pull up and there's a full row of bikes just deuced out to the T like they came out in 1975. These people will wear like double-breasted, like these huge button-down. Like it looks like the 60s and 70s, except people are clearly playing dress-up because that's not like the fashion of today. How you know awesome! I mean? How awesome would it be, though? I was—I always think I was born in the wrong generation. Oh my gosh! I mean, to come to Nashville with me, and I'll show you exactly what it's like. Everybody is dressed like that, and like even the cameras, people will like pull out like thirty-five millimeter cameras to take a picture. Like they are dedicated to acting like Waylon Jennings just dropped. And I just that, learned and about Willie is still strained. Go ahead. I just learned about um, put a pin on Willie. I got to ask about old Willie, mm-hmm. but. I just learned about 35 mil cameras when I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and they were talking about Tarantino, 
using those shots and how I guess a lot of people don't use them anymore because it's like old school or something like yeah, that. Dude. But have you seen that? Yeah, it's yeah. really. What did you think of Once Upon a Time? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, yeah. that movie's amazing. What'd that man say to you in there? He's home. Home of Dad. Go spin. Don't cry in front of the Mexicans. <laughs> I love that movie. It's so good. Dude. Yeah. The how unreal. Like whenever he throws. Uh, Bruce Lee into the car. Yeah. The dent that gets made from it. Yeah, him. that scene's great. It's so good, man. Yeah. He's daydreaming. Yeah, that's I wouldn't make it. <laughs> yeah. So so back back to Willie, not that you know him personally. Is he still is he still around? He is. He th- hosts an event called the Luck Reunion. And it goes down every year during South by and it's like a super exclusive like gig that only people gigging there and you have to be invited personally by someone that can like there's only a certain amount of people that can send out invites you have to be personally invited by these people it's super like everyone there has little brown on their nose you know what i mean so it's hard to get in unless you're in a good band but like to get in as like a guest is you have to one one of my friends got in one time and it was it was quite a process like at midnight every night you have to be doing these things you know and maybe to get a ticket but once you get, and even my buddy, uh, Jordan Buchos, he plays pedal steel. He got in with a band that was playing there. And he said getting in was atrocious. Like you have to show eight people these different credentials and all this stuff. And but once you're in, they have like joints on hors d'oeuvre trays. He said, yeah. he said there's edibles on hors d'oeuvre trays that are like, this yeah. has, and they'll tell you how much percentage is on it and stuff, or it's labeled on the plate. Really that's, cool. But it, Willie puts it on. It's at his ranch, and his sons will run it. Oh, and there's awesome. a whole, you know, conglomerate of people that operate that thing. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I've never got to go to it, though. Super jelly. But, yeah, that's kind of what he's well, doing. time's a ticking because uh, he's not looking too hot. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting. Yeah, he, uh, he looks like he's, yeah, it could be any day. He's getting a little out there. Looks like his breath is really bad. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I think of when I see him now. Do you love you some Willie? Uh, hello, Winda. Uh, or what's that? I I heard it the other day. The window song. Which one? Uh, I think it's called "Hello Window." Yeah. It's like hello walls. Yeah. Hello window. Yeah, yeah. Hello, yeah. hello. hello. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of it's, it's a little sad, but it's very I like sad. Him. I also love Willie because he knows. Like he knows when to cut off his mm-hmm. pitch. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like he he goes so high and then yep. yeah, whatever. He knows where it ends. Yeah, he's one of my stranded island artists. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Like if I was on a stranded island. Oh, a stra- Oh yeah, 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 for sure. If I only had a handful of records. Yeah. He'd be in there for sure. Who else? If you had to pick one other one. Uh, just to cover a spectrum. If I'm getting too Grateful Dead. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're kind of in the same world. They live in the same boat. But if I'm on a stranded island, I want it to be. Yeah. You know. You want to let your mind wander there a little bit, son. That or I'm playing a. Uh... Bloodhound Gang? <laughs> that, what's his name that, uh, that put on that uh, fire festival? Oh, uh, Ja Rule? Ja Rule. I'm bringing him with me, actually, <laughs> to the stranded island. <laughs> what does love got to do? God What's do? love got? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a little deeper than yeah. 
It's like a little deeper than DMX. It, DMX is the best though. Yeah, the wow. lawnmower set right next to the tree. <laughs> you remember that song? Yeah. <laughs> Stop, chop, turn around, open up, chop. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's funny. That's the that's that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then like a Willie or a Grateful Dead over here getting a lot of hand. Um, yeah, that's Strand Island. What about you? Two Man. artists, two artists, Strand Island. Johnny Cash. I knew it. Yep. Got to get some Johnny in there. Mm-hmm. And then, man, what would, maybe some Biggie. I know what to say. Yeah. You need some, like, 90s rap. Yeah. It's like give so... me something to bob my head. Give me something to tap my foot. Throw yeah. on Johnny, get my foot tapping. Yeah, that's right. Get Biggie going, start nodding the head. Yeah, you can throw on Johnny to put you in a somber. Yeah. You know, when you're feeling down. When you want that whole island to start bumping. But when you, yeah. Yeah. When you want those crabs to start taking their shells off, that's when yeah. you bump. Well, I was listening to the song, uh, what was the line? He did, it's, uh, there's going to be slow singing and flower bringing if my burglar alarm starts ringing. <laughs> I'm sitting here just this white guy like, yeah. Yeah. My old, I have a 38, you know, my older brother James. Yeah. And he introduced me. Thank God for older brothers. Um. Because he, he showed me the light with all the music. Yeah, no, you yeah. worked out. I had an older sister, so I know a lot of uh, Christina Aguilera. I know a Ooh. lot of good Britney Spears. Had an older sister. What happened to her? Um, she got married. Oh. And uh, had a child, and now she's never the same. <laughs> no, I'm joking. She uh, married a blind feller. <laughs> yeah. And now Had her... a crazy child, yeah. and now she's pulling out yeah. her hair one by one. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? She babysits a three-year-old and then a, b- a blind person. Because we need babysitting. <laughs> Don't get this messed up no. now. I mean, I'm surprised she let me out of the house to do this. I was she, hanging out with your sister or my sister, your wife, um, for a couple of days at the house, and we were watching Let's Make a Deal. And some of those zonks. Wayne Brady, son. Some of those zonks, I want to take them home. And want to take them home. Gail said the same thing about you, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask him about this. If I got her. zonked, I'd say load it up. Y- some of those are better than the actual prizes. Yeah. Like the what there was one that was like a sea dude that had wings or something. Loaded up. Or like a boat that had wings on it. I was yeah. just like, that's a awesome like decor. Yeah. I would stage it the exact same way in my house. Like people yeah. wanna have trophy animals on the wall. <laughs> they wanna put deer, you know, especially where I where we come from, Oklahoma, big hunting. So it's like I've always grown up seeing deer on the wall and like they'll have maybe an alligator, like a little scene in the corner. No, like you walk into my man cave and I have my zonk set up exactly <laughs> how it was the first time I laid eyes on it. It's like that's a 15 uh, foot cookie over and there. And I would put a curtain in front of it and I would zonk people at my house <laughs> that some they did something dumb. I'd be like, spill a drink. And behind door number three. Oh, sorry. Try again. <laughs> but no, I actually was reading about him and um, at the end of the show, you can keep them. Oh. You can either decide to keep them or cash them in for 150 bucks. They'll buy it back from you oh, for 150 bucks. So you home. can either take the settlement or you can take the zonk. And yeah. you got to figure out how to get it. They just have it out back behind yeah. the studio. <laughs> your dad, so. your, your Tim would come into play. Yeah. All right, strap that down over yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to think over here. Yeah. Don't worry. I got straps for that for that 10-foot gorilla Yeah. or whatever the zonk is. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, I love those songs. Your family loves game shows. Mm. Deeply rooted. Yeah. Last night we were playing uh, Family Feud. Yeah. And I was getting the number one answer each time. 
I was raised to be on one. I need to go on one. You think Will Smith would have slapped Steve Harvey if he, if Harvey made that joke that Chris Rock made? No. No way, right? No way. No way. No way. Steve Harvey, man, he would have. Will Smith would wouldn't have woken up the next morning. Steve Harvey's hood, bro. Yeah. That man slept in his vehicle in a shady area for a long time. Yeah. I love me some some Harvey. I was watching him yesterday, and uh, someone brought peacock feathers. It was a really funny moment. Uh, they were like, uh, Steve, we brought you something from our house. Uh, we have a peacock, and we know you like that stuff. And they go to pull out a feather, and he just, <laughs> oh, sorry. I had a little bit of a hood moment there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, he was like, show me a trash can. <laughs> yeah, right. Trash can. They turns around. That would be a feathers good Feathers out of here. Yeah. No, he's not, he's, he has the wholesome kind of bits, you know? Dude, I... An I rewatched that um, that Chris Rock joke, that whole situation play out, Oof. and what I noticed the, after watching it a few times, you almost see Chris Rock start to start to talk. He's like, uh, and then something came over him to say like, let's just get through this. He does, but any comedian, I feel like, I mean, think what he could have done to Will Smith if he just opened his mouth and was like, okay. Here's what I'm gonna do now. Mm-hmm. You thought that joke was bad. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, that was lighthearted. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure that you don't want to wake up in the morning after I'm done roasting you. Oh, dude! But the he roast of Will Smith would be so harsh right now, especially with Jada involved in like a super toxic situation like that, where everyone's just kind of at each other. Arr. You could totally yeah tear them. Oh man. Oh. Oh, in s- starting from her, Will is honestly innocent in this whole thing, in my opinion, except he happens to be, it's one of those yin-yang things where, like, the most innocent guy is now the most guilty because of all the shit that he's had to go, like, that he has to navigate through. Not, And I'm not trying to justify anything at all for him. It's just, like, he's just some mega rich guy that Are you, acts- are you team Will? No, no, no. I'm team, like, even just the way he got up and slapped, like, full body. Yeah. Slapped, like it was a movie set. Mm-hmm. His whole life is a movie set. Yeah. Like, that, everyone just hobnobbing on each other and awards and all that stuff. That's, you might as well be on the movie set, too. Like, everyone's just, he's in this world of never being told, like, hey, you got to get an extension on your taxes. He's in a fairy tale land. Yeah, they all are. He doesn't have to call an extension on his taxes because he can't pay him, or he doesn't have a ticket, and that's yeah. like something that's a dent for the month. You know, like nothing like that. No, no grounding things since he's been famous. And as we all know, like when a decade passes by, you're almost like a different. Like it's almost hard to recall what it was like. You know, like it's hard for me to recall what it was like in college, even. Yeah, he does it like pre. Pre Fresh Prince, yeah. Think how long ago that's that was. So, oh man, yeah. Yeah, Dude, yeah, you're right. Like even almost like there's I mean, no way he's still in touch with that guy. No, there's no. He can't be in touch with reality. There's no way. You know what I, I mean? mean? You look at that crowd of of movie stars. Not only are we paying them out the wazoo to go watch their movies, yeah, and then now we're celebrating them all, right? You know, right? For, they're all for doing what? Yeah, you look at the crowd and like they're all you know eyes wide shut. Yeah, plastic surgery. Like, yes. It's all, it's all got that weird smile on their face, like Rrr. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And they're all just hobnobbing. And then they're all, yeah, they all give them a standing O, like Bradley Cooper and them are, you know. It's just like. And they just. Crying cut, with them. And they always cut. We, I was just talking about this the other day about, like, Bradley Cooper. He'll go on an awards show and, you know, they'll bring. A, ladies and gentlemen, he has a new movie coming out. Bradley Cooper and the the thing will come down and he'll come out and he'll smile and wave and yeah. just stop. You guys don't have to. Oh, come on. You don't stop. have to. Stop. You want me to sing this song? Stop. I'll sing oh this song. Oh, my gosh. In the shadows. And they'll sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they'll sit down and they'll, all right. So you've been a busy guy. You've been a real busy guy, Brad, haven't you? Well, I have, Mark. Actually, I've uh, been doing this, this. And, well, you know, I've just been working with the most incredible people lately. Just the most talented. Like, I don't deserve to be in a room yeah. with them at all. And it's like, Really? You don't think you deserve to be in a room with these brand new actors and you're the main role? Yeah. And like you're you've won several awards and you're amazing. But you're going on there just doing the whole like, ah oh man, I'm just so humble. Yeah. You know, look at me. Let's not talk like let's talk about me the whole time and act like we're not. Let's talk about your farts. Like, no, I heard they smell good. <laughs> right. Like we're on TV right now. Yeah. Just make it about you. Just lean in. Did you watch Just like this is mine, baby? Did, did you see a star is born? I did. My favorite line. I don't know anything about that movie except yeah. for one line. Right. Which is where he goes, uh, he touches the, the nose and he goes, sometimes I wish your nose was your entire face. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah, they would, always, they would play that as like, you know, you talk about walking out to TV shows or whatever, they play a clip of a movie. And that's where I was always like, one time, I, or your nose, I wish it was your entire Her face. face. Yeah, that'd be a sweet face. Like what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I, we're going everywhere. Back, back to back to Nashville. So, when I think of you going to Nashville, first off, you getting up and leaving to go to Nashville—that's crazy. Yeah, it was wild. I just did that's, it. That's insane. We just quit college and went. Yeah. Um, and then I remember at the BOK Center, I'm with my my dad and some friends, my brothers. We're watching, we're going to see Bob Seger. Oh, yeah. And opening for Seger is this person called uh, Sonny Sweeney. That's right. And then a couple months after that, I get a call, and you're you're in the band. You're in, you're drumming for Sonny Sweeney. Right. And you say, uh, what, you said something that I'll never, you said, no, I, I, you go, I think I have insurance. (laughs) You're like, that, I go, how big is this job? You're like, well, I think I have insurance now. That's yeah. how big this job is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have a calendar where I can, like, actually budget and know where and when my bills can be paid. Yes. Probably Was that the best feeling? that you, Up until then, was that the greatest feeling of oh being a musician? Gosh. It was awesome, man. Yeah. And this Dude. story has a great cherry on top, because what happened right after that? <laughs> we have several news reports of uh, people coming in from China with a disease... <gasps> That uh, seems to be decimating lives around the world. Uh, (laughs) Bats. (laughs) uh, Supposedly comes from a place not here. Yeah, which is ironic because your next gig was in Wuhan. It's right. Which uh, is a bummer. Yeah. So the Wuhan gig gets canceled. Live from Wuhan gets canceled, and I get fired. I get canned. All the bats were, like, rioting, wanting their money back. Oh, man. Your crowd was bats. Incredibly angry. The whole crowd yeah. was made out of bats. Yeah. Um, I've been tight. The, uh, the people serving drinks were salamanders. <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be a really sweet gig. Yeah. 
But no, so COVID happens and everyone gets canned. Um, and so uh, that's when me and Alice Bullard, Landon. Well, hold on, let me pause you for a second because we part of this podcast is I we will always it's, it's going to be different every time, but anytime someone has something serious going on in life, love to talk about it, but also love to make light of it. Of right? course, because there's a funny in everything. You there's always find. a funny. So you you hit that high point, and then it's gone in a blink of an eye. Oh, immediately. Where's Where's your head at? Um. Well, given the circum, depending on who you are, for me, I had a, you know, girlfriend of nine years or eight years at the time. Shout out to Kiki. Shout out to Kiki. And so it's like, do I got to go back to college? Like I just went from. I'm good. I can pay all my bills. Everything's straight. I'm on the road for months at a time. Yeah. To, do I need to go back to college because I'm making no money? Yeah. And is this over? I feel like did too, I just get lucky? I feel like too. No matter how supportive everyone is, which your parents are super supportive, totally. you going down there. Oh yeah. Um, everyone will tell you they're sub- you're supported. Yeah. But deep down in there. Everyone has to be thinking, and this is what I feel like every musician has to deal with, comedian. Comedians, Anyone yeah. going out and doing your thing, you're like, what are you doing? You're you're playing in front of three people for 50 bucks at some yeah. bar on Tuesday night. Your mom's play. Yeah, and like, you know, you got, you're, you're married now. Um, you got your in-laws probably wondering like, well, is this guy going to be able to like pay the, bi-? like, is that, is that stuff in your head all oh, the yes. time? Oh, dude. And I'm always defending it, too. It becomes like a cornered animal situation where anytime bills or anything comes up, it's like, shit. I mean, I know what everyone's thinking. It would sure be nice if Wyatt had a job. Right. Like a quote-unquote boy, you know what I mean? So it's like struggling with that, trying to be approved by the father-in-law. Trying yeah. to be approved by your own family and like yeah, friends, just, people like everyone yeah. that knew you because like more often than not you go try to do that, you're coming home yeah because ninety percent of them are coming home. Well, it ends when you do yeah, and that's the thing that it ends when you do yeah. Like what do you mean by that? So if I stopped playing music, that's when it ends. Like this, whenever COVID happened. I could have, I rolled and got accepted back into UCO. I was going to go back to college for something. Yeah. I was just going to do it. Screw it. Yeah. I'm out. But then something happened where I was just, you know what? No. Look at all these act Like, I've got it this far. We've done all this stuff. There's no way. I'm just going to go create my own band. I'm going to find a buddy, and we're just going to make our own band. That's the Ellis Bullard Project. Fast forwarding to Austin now, where you currently reside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, when I lost the job, I was in Austin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's you right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I was in that apartment when I lost the job. Yeah. The apartment that was next to Landon's apartment. Yeah. Cockroaches. The cockroach apartment. Yeah. Which was a really nice apartment. Did you name any of them? Did you have one little cockroach feller that came around more than others and got himself a name? Oh, Papa Roach. Papa Roach. You know. Cut my life in two pieces. This is my last resort. I'm glad he got out of there. He got yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... It's yeah. It was a super struggle. Like I didn't know what was gonna happen. Kenzie was like any good future wife. She's the best. 
pushing me to be like, okay, well, I don't care what you do, but it has to be something. Yeah, and if you're in a relationship, you have to have that with what you're doing Mm -hmm. to make it work. It's huge. Huge shout out to her. Oh, yeah. No, like, I wouldn't be here without it. Yeah. Um, So, I know, again, we're going all over the place, but you're in Austin. Yeah, I moved from Nashville to Austin for the Sweeney gig. For the Sweeney gig. That's why I left Nashville for. And now you have to reinvent. The wheel. With that, with Ellis Bullard, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting on my couch with Gail, and I get a text from you at 2 a.m. in the morning. It says you up? I was like, I sure should am. I am. We were binging some TV <laughs> At show. Random, yeah, yeah. And you go, go ahead and peep Joe's Instagram. I was like, peep Joe's Instagram. I was like, Rogan. I go to Joe Rogan's Instagram, and there you all are. <laughs> He's filming you all on a Thursday. What is it? It's one. Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, I guess technically Thursday. It's two o'clock. True. Two in the morning. morning. Yeah. And he rolls in. You take it. Okay. So we're playing the White Horse, which is like this staple bar down in Austin, right in the middle of it all. A lot of bands have played there. A lot of guys have got their start there. Awesome place. And we have every other Wednesday residency. Is there a Black Horse? (laughs) Needs to be a black horse. He's, anyways, go ahead. Sorry, we don't talk about the black horse now. Okay, I'm gonna open. That's one a strip up. club. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so uh, <laughs> so we yeah so we have every other Wednesday. We share the other Wednesday with a fellow named Connor Stevens, really good artist. Uh, so it's our Wednesday, and we've made friends with Tony Hinchcliffe at this point from a New Year's Eve event. He, Tony Hinchcliffe, he hosts Kill Tony. He hosts the Kill Tony. And was a writer for Comedy Central. Right. You know, did the whole thing for the comedy store, worked at the phone, worked his way up yep, to moved the to door show guy. To yep, moved his show to Austin. Yeah, started in the small room, ended in the big room, moved it to Austin. Now it's at this place called the Vulcan Gas Company on 6th mm-hmm. Street. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So we get invited to play a New Year's Eve event, January 1. And so we get to meet Tony and all those guys. And it was really fun, really awesome. And Tony's super down to earth, likes our stuff. So he starts coming to some of our gigs. Fast forward a couple months, um, and we take a set break at the White Horse because it's a longer gig, and it's kind of light, you know. No one's there. It's one thirty, so we get off the stage, go to grab a beer. Tony's there. Hey, Tony, what's up, man? Guys, you just sound so awesome. You're <laughs> right? the best. Yeah, you're the. You're taking this to the top. Honky tonking. Yes. <laughs> he kind of has that. Yeah. I'm exaggerating because we like to yeah. have fun with him, but because he's gay, Woody. Gay, Woody. Yeah, because he dresses all cowboy and stuff when he's in Austin. It's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, so he goes. He goes. Well, we're gonna. We love gay people, by the way. Keep going. Love gay people. We're gonna light this. We're gonna light this fire up tonight. Oh, are we, Tony? Yeah, I'm gonna have some of my friends come by. Oh, cool. I'm just thinking. You know, the big red machine or Hans Kim or someone, yeah. you know. And he goes, George St. Pierre and Joe Rogan are two miles, point two miles away. And I go, no, you're not just going to drop that on us. He goes, he just has that big grin, yeah. purses his lips. You know, he purses his lips. Yeah. I am. I I'm going to do it. And it's like, all right, we'll rewash our set. So we just started the set from the top because that's all the meat and taters. You know, we were at that point just playing covers to people right. just to practice pretty much. And then Tony walked in. We started playing a little better, but yeah. Tony's seen it all. We've played for him probably two or three times by this point. So he's seen it. 
he's just out drinking and wanted to see the boys because it's yeah. right there in the strip. Right. And so we're playing, and uh, our photographer comes up and goes, the eagle has landed. And we all just look over. Um, you can't see him because of the crowd around him, but you know he's there. You see his red Sugar Ray hoodie that he wears all the time. And uh, you just see this conglomerate go right over to the bar. And then the next thing you know, we're playing along, playing along. And I can't really see him, so I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. Because I'm trying to just tell myself, you know, like, it's just the white horse on a Wednesday. Yeah. And that's how you have to keep reminding yourself. It's just the white horse on a Wednesday. You've done this a million times. You played this gig a bunch. Just play it. You know, your buddy Adam's right there. Just look over at him and jam. And uh, next thing I know, there's this light coming from the crowd with a full two arms extended holding a, a phone. And it's Joe Rogan just like bold face videoing us looking 50 years old as shit. <laughs> just we have, on. yeah, we have flash on and we were fully lit. And it was the most, and that, in that happening, was really good for me because it was like, oh, this is just a regular dude. Yeah. Because I've been listening to Joe Rogan forever. I got into podcasts in 2012. Remember, I used to listen to the yeah. TFM podcast. Yeah. And that's where Burt Kreischer, I heard about him in 2013. It was the first time I heard his name. And now he's like this huge thing. But so pod, so that whole crew of guys, I've right. always kind of listened to. So Joe's been in my life since, you know, I mean, yeah. obviously since the show um, Fear Factor. Yeah. His podcast, you know, his personal side, just listening to him. So in my head, he's a juggernaut of a person. Not in and, your head. He is. Right. But at this point. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Even if no one had, if he had no controversies or I anything. I follow you. Okay. He would still be a juggernaut to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like Tony was. And some of the band members were like, who's Tony Hinchcliffe? And I'm just sitting there like, oh, dude. You know what I mean? And so, uh Seeing the hat, seeing him come up and just be totally, not unaware, but, you know, just whatever. Um, and then for him to post it on his Instagram. Yeah, so right after that, he comes off, we come off stage and introduce each other and do all the whole thing. And, um, oh, one last thing about this. So he, I told him, I said, is George St. Pierre supposed to be here? Or Tony said he was going to come. He goes, yeah, he's right over there. You want to meet him? Yeah. I was like, yeah. For anyone listening, arguably the most decorated, best pound-for-pound pound fighter in the UFC, in the history of the UFC. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And and always been one of my idols. And so um, he drags me over there. He's like, okay, follow me. So it's me and Rogan just walking to the bar. Golly. And he goes, George, this this fellow wants to meet you. And I said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm Wyatt Langford. It's, it's great to meet you. Ah, George St. Pierre, nice to meet you as well, mm. man. And Joe turns and looks at me. Since he just heard my name, you know, he was able to, hey, Wyatt, give me your phone. I'll take the picture. <sighs> I heard my name come out of his mouth and was just like, oh, my gosh. And he grabs my phone, takes the blurriest picture in the entire <laughs> world. Are you numb? Are you numb. numb? No, don't care at all. I want the blurry picture. Yeah. You know, I don't want Joe to grab my phone and take a perfect picture. I want some human in there. You yeah. know what I mean? So he takes a bad one, takes a good one. And then we turn it around. George, will you take, take a picture of us? And then. <sighs> George St. Pierre takes a picture of me and Joe Rogan together. And then I sit there and I watch them argue about, George, you should come back to the UFC. 
No, no, man. You know I don't. Because that was during that time frame where we didn't yeah. know if he was coming back or not yet. Yeah. So I got to pretty much observe a live podcast of them talking That's about. That's so cool. Yeah. And so ever since then, we've just kind of, we got to do Jam in the Van. We've got to do a whole bunch of other, like South By was awesome this year. Our yeah, touring schedule has blown up. You all could have done the Tonight sh- all the late night shows 10 times and not reached as many people as you did. 100%. With Rogan posting that. 100%. On podcast. That's insane. That's crazy. We're going to wrap this one up. If we have enough time to do another one, we will. But No worries. Um, this, I could do this forever. I could do it forever as well. Um, I don't have anything to plug because I don't do comedy. Yeah, me neither. But I will plug. Um, Jared Morris has a tour schedule of the spring. We end in June. And Ellis Bullard music is always on tour. Always on tour. Whether it's me drumming or someone, it's a honky-tonk, hell on wells, good time. So either one of those bands, look out for them. And I'll, I'll end with this, White Dean. You you taught me this phrase. Ellis Buller taught me this phrase. But ladies and gentlemen, it's not what you can see that'll get you home. I Can't See is a part of the Breaking Ice Building Bridges community podcast platform brought to you by Possibilities. And remember, it's not what you can see that'll get you home.